producer panel and it was a ton of fun and this guy is full of energy and lots of great ideas so I'm thrilled to welcome Frank Bernardo how are you today I am doing well thank you so much for having me and has it already been a couple of years oh my gosh I can't believe uh, time flies so fast it does (laughs) I know you blink and next thing you know you're old you know so (laughs) (laughs) my birthday's coming up so don't don't say that (laughs) okay happy birthday so, Frank, you've been doing some really cool stuff uh, with social media, and I've been following you for a while on Facebook. So I'd love to, for you to give me a little bit of background on yourself, who you are and what you do, and uh, help our audience understand all the ins and outs of social media. So tell me who you are. Okay, well, it's, it's actually the whole social media thing came about by accident. I, I ended up getting into real estate in 2004, um, I got into it. I did really, really well. I was uh, I was with a large company, and I was the rookie of the year. And you know, I did I did a lot of money within six months, and I, I was killing it. And um, what happened was is that as I was, you know, I built my team, and I ended up having a team of five people at thirty plus listings, and I was doing really, really well. And then that whole thing happened where the market turned, and I literally had. And being brand new in the market, I, you know, I had no clue about you know, markets turning or anything like that. And I ended up um, having 30-plus people look at me going, like basically looking at me going, what the hell? Why is my house not selling? <laughs> and I didn't know what to tell them. You know, I was like, well, I, I, yeah, I don't know. So I ended up – I had to figure out marketing. I had to figure out you know, how things work, how they don't work. And then they, you know, that whole old thing that MySpace was out there, and I started playing around oh, with yeah. MySpace. And what I found out with MySpace is that you could actually go on there and create farms based on zip codes and like pull it, put in like 91326 and find everybody on MySpace that was in 91326. And I started building farms on MySpace. And then I ended up figuring out how to do certain things on Facebook when Facebook came out. And I ended up building like sites for like web pages, like Facebook pages for houses. I started doing that and I started doing all this really cool stuff and helping my property sell. And then the owner of the company that I was a part of came to me and said, what are you doing? And I showed him what I was doing, and he ended up saying, well, you know what, I, I want you to talk to the office about it. I said, okay, fine. So they scheduled me like a little five-minute thing during the office meeting so I could talk to the office. Ended up taking over the office meeting. It ended up being an hour thing that I did, and I had people literally going, Frank, what number do I have to write on this check to have you help me? And I thought to myself, <laughs> you got to love that. Hmm. I, I think I have something here. So I ended up, I ended up, you know, my real estate career is it's doing well, and I ended up creating a whole social media business um, on the side. And it started out, you know, helping realtors and so on and so forth, but now it actually has grown to help all sorts of businesses. And, and, so and that's where I'm at me, today. <laughs> tell me, that's amazing. So, you know, it's funny because uh, just thinking back, I know how many people did get into the market right in 2004 and 2005. And for some of us old-timers who'd been around a while, it, you know, it wasn't that shocking. What was shocking is how long it lasted, right, the, the downturn yeah. of the market. I don't think any of us, even some of us who'd been around a long time, expected it to last as long as it did. 
but what I love about a lot of the agents who've come in in the last couple of years and some of the is they they learned the basics. And I think the agents that did come in in 2005 and 6 didn't learn the basics because anybody could sell a house, right? It was really easy at the time. Yeah, that was actually one of my problems is that, you know, I, I created a few marketing materials and I sent stuff out and I started getting listings. I'm like, this is easy. Anybody can do this. And then I got hey. caught. Yeah, exactly. And so in taking what you did learn with that and going into social media, what do you think is the best thing people can do? And, and what I'd love to hear, too, is what are some of the mistakes that people make? What are, what are the, some of the big screw-ups people do with social media? Oh, I love talking about the mistakes because there's so many of them out there. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you, what, one of my favorite statistics is I think 30% of all companies and agents, especially agents, don't even have their contact information on Facebook correctly. So I, I know that my phone synced with Facebook, so like I'll pull up people's information, and I'll be like, I'll, I'll talk to my phone, I'll be like, you know, call so-and-so, and it'll be like, I'm sorry, I don't have that phone number. But I'll see all their Facebook information there, and it's just like, okay, so what, I may message you on Facebook, and you're not going to check it for like a few days? It's like the, the basic information on how to contact you that is probably on your website, if you have one, is not even on Facebook. So that's like one of the big, my big pet peeves is you don't have your phone number, your website, or a way to contact you immediately right in your Facebook profile. Um, and why another do you think that is? I, I think that a lot of people are not treating Facebook like the way they should treat Facebook. They're treating it as an Internet website, and it's actually a direct connection to people. And, you know, you, you can't just treat it like it's, a, like it's a website. It's not a website. It's, it's a way to actually engage and have legitimate conversations with people. And I'm actually putting together a program right now to show people how to get legitimate real-time leads off of Twitter and off of Facebook right now. And I think if they looked at it like that, because I mean, and I know you see it all the time, people will go to Facebook and they'll post things on Facebook that they would never say in public. And that's not what you do. You don't do that because you are saying it in public. <laughs> and it, it's, it's pretty amazing that the mindset, I think, has to shift, especially in the real estate world. You know, it's funny. I have a, a two teenagers at home, and my 18-year-old has a Twitter page, right? And right. so that's the only way that I really can stay in contact as to what's going on with them because, you know, they don't tell you anything. And yeah. so he'll the other not too long ago he says, I said something to him about what was on his Twitter page. He goes, Mom, get off my Twitter. That's my private life. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, are you serious? Like, what do you mean that's your private life? You know, you're posting everything in a public forum. So I think even our teenagers seem to think, you know, that what they post there is their private business. It's nobody's business. Well, and, and that, that's just the thing. And I, I mean, off topic a little bit, but I mean, just to show you how, how public it is, is that, you know, I'm trying to develop this Twitter strategy. And so I'm, I'm playing around on Twitter, and I follow a bunch of famous people where there's this comedian who's on Vine. And he has 2.4 million followers on Vine. And that, that's pretty significant. He's in the top 25 wow. of all the top finders out there. And so I was following him on Twitter, and he posted on Twitter that he was getting ready to move to L.A. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a shot. And so I started talking to him on Twitter in public form to where everybody could see us. And I was like, you know, where are you moving to? He's like, oh, I'm thinking about moving to Los Angeles, Echo Park, blah, blah, blah. And we started legitimately having a conversation. This is the key, though, is I was talking to him as if he was standing right in front of me. and. Yeah. At the end of the conversation, I got his email address, and I've been showing him property for the last week since he came out here in L.A. Isn't that amazing? 
and, and I tell people, I go, do you think that maybe two, out of those 2.4 million people, that maybe one of those was a real estate agent in California? Isn't that Probably, crazy? And nobody stepped up. No, no, and it's so easy. And, and the thing is, is that a, not, and that was, that was a celebrity. And there's people out there that are not celebrities that are posting all over Twitter that they're trying to buy houses. Wow. That's amazing. That is truly amazing. So how do people find something like that? Was it just random, or is there a way that you can actually search it? Well, the, the, one of the most powerful things about Twitter and Facebook right now is that there's, there's search capabilities. I mean, if, you could, if I could say, you know, Marguerite, let's go into a room full of 1,000 people. Now, wouldn't it be cool if this room opened at 4 o'clock and it closes at 11, if I could show you how to search through everybody's conversation to find out what anybody's saying based on whatever keyword you want to find, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what you can do on Facebook and Twitter. So if somebody's say, I need a house in L.A., you can search that on, on Twitter. Go to uh, uh, twitter.com slash search and just type in search commands. Type in a hashtag, I need a house, hashtag, I'm selling my house, or something to that effect, and you can search through people's conversation in real time and start having a conversation with them, and you can do the same thing on Facebook. Hmm. And so why do you think people aren't utilizing that? You know, I, don't, I think they're intimidated by it. I think, I think most real estate agents are completely intimidated by Twitter. Um, they don't understand it. Um, they don't see the relevance behind it, and nobody's been able to pull the lead off of Twitter. So that's why when I'm putting my program together is that I'm trying to put this program together, and I'm trying to show people this is legitimate and it works, and then here's proof. Um, and you know, and and I just don't. I, I have not seen a legitimate Twitter class out there that can show people exactly how to do. XYZ. It's like this is how you use Twitter. And people are like, well, yeah, I don't want people to know when I go to the bathroom or what I'm eating for lunch. That's like <laughs> the perception of what social media is. And it's like it's so much more than that. Well, you know, I've been a huge proponent of Facebook. I mean, I love Facebook. I do a ton of uh, not only personal and business on Facebook. But I do have to say, I'm with you on on, a, on Twitter. I'm I've been a bit intimidated by Twitter. Like my son's, you know, a freak on Twitter and does it. You know, he's got. 30,000 tweets or something ridiculous. <laughs> but I I have not gotten Twitter, so I would be thrilled to to attend a class or a webinar on Twitter. But Facebook I love, and I've gotten a ton of business on Facebook. I'm literally meeting with a client tonight at 5 o'clock that came as a direct result of Facebook. Yeah, I mean, and how did you get that? You just You just went on there and you had a legitimate conversation with somebody, right? Well, this was actually kind of fascinating. So in our marketplace, we have a little group. There's a private – and this is a great thing for agents to create if they haven't already created it. It's called Good Neighbors of Lincoln. So it's a group that is all the people in Lincoln in the town that I live. And it's really just a kind of a, a neighborhood watch group almost, you know, like what's going – how to find a hairdresser or what's the best restaurant in town, that kind of thing. And – Every once in a while, somebody posts, hey, I need a real estate agent. And what's cool is I have several clients in the Lincoln area that I've helped, and they always, before I even see it, pop on there and say, you got to talk to Marguerite. you got to talk to Marguerite. Well, this is a result of one of those where several people – now, usually there's like 50 to 100 realtor recommendations. <laughs> but <laughs> there's nothing cooler than having, you know, three, four, five of your clients all recommend you on Facebook. 
and this guy, I read, and what's funny is many of the agents just simply, you know, say, oh, thank you, and they post their information. Well, I messaged the guy, <laughs> and I said, hey, you know, I'm available. When would you like to meet? Let's get together, and so we're meeting tonight at 5. Yeah, and, that, and that's, you know, that's kind of what I tell people is that, you know what, and, and the same is that 2.4 million people followed this guy, but yet I'm the only one that stepped up to the plate. It's like most realtors are so afraid of bothering people or annoying people or posting too much and all of this stuff. And, you know, I tell people, I go, you know, you got to step up to the plate. You have to engage people. And, you know, a lot of them are going to respect you for doing that. You know, you, you don't want to be what's the word I'm looking for that, that, that I could probably say on this without offending anybody. Um, you know, you don't <laughs> oh, want to be, go ahead, offend them. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be douchey about it. This is, this right. is the thing is that, you know, I always tell people, you don't want to be the, like the 19 year old dude that's trying to close on the first date. You want to be the guy that, you know, that gets on there and, 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 and you know, shows your knowledge. Like I, I give, I did a, a seminar and I showed people on Twitter, you know, the strategy I was talking to you about and one, and one realtor jumped up there and he did step up to the plate, but when he stepped up to the plate, he's like, oh, no, I know Sherman Oaks. I can help you with Sherman Oaks. When can you see properties? And he, like, went for the close immediately, and then he spelled half the words wrong because he was so excited to, like, engage with this person. And it's like, no, 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 you don't do that. That's <laughs> not what you do. Yeah. So what do they do? So let's talk about what are the best ways to approach social media and, and get involved. Well, I think the number one thing that, that real estate agents need to understand is setting up your online presence is really, really key. And it's so much more powerful than anybody even understands right now. And, and I found this out, and I started going through research and so on and so forth. And, and this is the thing about the Internet, is if you Google my name, if you Google Frank Bernardo, I will typically have the entire first page of Google. And I did that because I set up my online presence in a certain way. But because of the Internet, when people Google your name, people go, you know, all right, I want to, you know, use Marguerite. She's amazing. So they're going to Google you. I think 90% plus people will Google you first before they call you. Well, the thing is, is that when they Google you and then they decide to call you, you've already won that fight. You've already got that client. And when you're on the phone with them, that's your client to lose because they've already saw something they liked when they Googled you. And this is, this is the turn that I, that I experienced is that, and if they Google you and they don't see anything or that you don't have a very good online presence and they don't call you because of that, people are actually losing business that they didn't even know they had. Yeah. And now you having kids and me having kids, I found this out is that, you know, I recently moved and I was looking for houses and my daughter, who's nine, had my iPad and she's like flipping through stuff and flipping through stuff. And she goes, oh, my God, Daddy, look at this. This is such a cool house. And she handed me my iPad and I looked at it and I go, wow, that is a really cool house. What, what just happened here? My yeah, nine-year-old yeah, sold me on a house. And so we think that, you know, the demographic for like first-time homebuyers right now I think is, you know, 35-plus women. But actually – your demographic is everybody, even the children, because the children are showing their parents what they like, and it's, it's so much more powerful than what most people think. Well, the kids know the computers better than we do. You know, my, my youngest son, he just turned 18, and he wants to get his real estate license. And at first I was like, oh, go to college, go to college. But that generation, just even how they handle things is so, so different, and that's really the future of real estate. It, it is definitely the future of real estate, and you have to really start looking at your consumers not as just the people who actually can pull out the credit cards, but their kids as well. 
because, you know, my daughters are 9 and 10, and, you know, they're the only ones in their class that don't have iPhones. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, you're not getting a phone yet. You're not. (laughs) But, but, But they all have phones, and they all have the ability to text and look on the Internet and show their parents what they want to buy. It's kind of like the cartoons. If you ever look cartoons for, like, six- and seven-year-olds, all the cartoons are marketing to the parents. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you talk about that, it's so true because, like, my boys are getting ready to go off to college, and one of the things that we've talked about is finding a house where they want to go to college. So it's not me that's really looking for a house. They're looking for something, and they're 18 and 19 years old. Now, obviously, I'm going to be buying it, but, you know, they're looking – more than I am. So they're spending the time at 18 and 19 seeing what's out there and what the options are, and I've actually put them to work to research it. So you're absolutely right. It's a completely different generation and how they communicate to everything. And I think when it comes to marketing for real estate agents, everybody's in a box, and everybody is, they, 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 everybody's herded like, like cows. You know, they, they all follow what everybody's doing. Oh, what, what's he doing? Let's do what he's doing. Instead of actually going out there and researching and figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and so on and so forth. I mean, that's how, that's the only way I even figured out all this stuff that I figured out is that, you know, I played with a lot of it, you know, and setting up your online presence, it's, it's, it can be complicated. It can be a little intimidating, but that's basically how I built my business. So, I mean, if, like I just Googled myself, and like my first two sites that come up are my real estate sites. And then, and then the third site, and this is something that I found, is, is Yelp. And Yelp has an even more powerful algorithm than LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is super powerful to begin with. But I have my Yelp account, I have my Facebook account, then I have my Twitter account, and then I have two, three LinkedIn pages, and then my Google+, and then my social media business. But this is the key, is because of the way I set those up, I never touch LinkedIn. Um, I very, I, I've been playing with Twitter lately, so I can't say I don't touch Twitter, but the fan page that shows up, I haven't touched that fan page. And my personal Facebook is on here as well, but a lot of this stuff I don't touch. It just, because of the way, because of being set up properly, it shows up on Google because of the way Google's structured. It's very, very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about Yelp, because um you know, there's been there was a there's a huge lawsuit going on right now against Yelp, and uh, you know about them basically burying, burying you know positive reviews and kind of holding people hostage for uh, to get the positive reviews on top of the negative reviews. And I have to tell you, this exact situation has happened um, with our company that we had somebody post a negative review. And we've had plenty of positive reviews, and some of the positive reviews are hidden. So that's kind of a frustrating thing with Yelp. But what is your opinion of it and how it's working? Well, this is the thing, and and my, my business ended up taking a turn and going toward Yelp because so many agents and so many companies started getting negative reviews. And this is the thing, is that the, the review sites, Zillow, Trulia, Zillow, whatever they're going to call themselves now that they're merging, um, Yelp and all these, they're they're not going anywhere. These are, and this is why it's so hard to get because one of our top agents in our area got a negative review and she threw so much money at it to try and get this negative review off and she couldn't because Yelp's stance is that this is a user-generated opinion that has nothing to do with us. 
and we have no business in taking it off. And there's been high-powered lawyers that have tried to take this stuff off of Yelp, and it hasn't worked. Um, so they're not going anywhere. The number one thing you can do is you can get in front of it. And I think NAR said that one of the number one things that clients wanted um, from real estate agents was they wanted better customer service. And that's what this all comes back to is that before somebody puts you on blast, because all of us in real estate know that, you know what, somebody's not going to be happy because there's so many moving parts and something could happen, and the last thing you want is somebody to put you on blast on Yelp. The best thing you could do is start getting positive reviews on there and put yourself on there in a huge, huge positive way. Yelp's algorithm is so bizarre that I don't know anybody that's been able to figure it out, and we are actually working on trying to figure out how to make it work. And we've, we've had a, an agent come to us that probably had the, the worst review I've ever, ever heard on Yelp. And he had two, and we were actually able to get one removed, and I'll tell you how we did it, is that if you go back to Yelp's terms of service and if you can find a discrepancy um, based on what somebody said, that, that um, violates their terms of service, you send that to them, they'll end up removing that negative review. And that's what we ended up removing one because of that. But the key about the review sites is you have to get in front of it and you have to actively participate in it because they're not going to go anywhere. Yelp may change their algorithm to boost some of these positive reviews. Because I, I, have, I have one person right now, they have one negative review and they have 14 five-star positive review and Yelp buried them. That's exactly what's going on with our company. We have one negative review, and we have uh, four that are buried. And I know that they're legitimate because one is from a client that I just closed her home, and it's really frustrating, very frustrating. Well, Yelp, Yelp wants to make sure that the people are active in the community and that they do certain things. They use the mobile app, and there's all these different criteria that they will not share exactly what it is, but it is not consistent. And I think that's why the lawsuit's coming about is because it's not consistent. And, you know, you have one person that did five reviews, it's a negative review, and yet that's sticking, and yet somebody did 11 reviews, you know, has friends and did all the stuff that they're supposed to do, and that one's buried. You know, it, it's, it's not consistent, and I think that um, Yelp's probably going to lose that one, and they're going to have to tweak their algorithm a little bit more. But the thing is is yeah, that most I'm people hesitant. Are, I'm hesitant to send anybody to review me on Yelp. Like I'd rather have a review on Zillow or something like that, but I don't know what the answer is to that. So I love your input. You you got to keep pushing them toward Yelp because the, Yelp is gonna it'll pop at some point, and you'll, the positive reviews will end up showing up at some point, and you just you have to get it out there because Yelp is probably gonna start showing up on Google very easily, and you know some people do know about the hidden reviews and they do know to go down there, but you just have to keep pushing them toward that. And the thing is, is that the people that are not on Yelp, you want to get on there with positive reviews before somebody does say something negative about you because it's just so easy to do in the real estate business. You just have to be careful. Exactly. So what's a, what is some other stuff you can help us with? Let's talk about Zillow and Trulia. Where, where, is, where are things with that, and how's, what do you think that whole merger is going to affect the industry? You know, it's, it's really fun because um, the president of our board down here is very, very bullish on – He's very anti-Zillow and anti-Trulia, and I can see an argument on both sides of the fence for this, for this, especially for uh, exposure for the clients and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I, I think Zillow and Trulia are, I think they're a problem for the realtor brand. Um, 
you know, Realtor.com is a huge, huge force in the real estate industry. The only problem with Realtor.com is they don't make any money. And Zillow and Trulia, they spent, I think, a third of their income fighting each other at one point. And their investor group, actually, um, some of the investors on Zillow are, are the same investors on Trulia. And what happened was is they stopped fighting each other when they merged, and they pulled out, I think it was like $65 million to actually – make themselves that much more profitable, and that could actually bury the realtor brand. And I think that's a huge, huge problem that I think a lot of people need to pay attention to because, you know, if the realtor brand goes away, I, I think that's an issue. I think that's a problem. Um, you know, but on the other hand, I think it's a huge if, – if Zillow can pull their act together and get a little bit more accurate information – I think that they could be a huge force to be reckoned with, and I think it's really good for a lot of uh, a lot of sellers and a lot of buyers that are out there. I think they have a lot of good things about them. Um, I, I always tell people, I go, Zillow's the new yard sign. Um, I don't know how long you've been doing real estate, Marjorie, but you know, before the MLS and before the compu- computers were around, you know, people used to drive around and look for signs in in the in the neighborhoods they wanted to live, and they used to call them. And right. now people are actually doing that on online. They'll search it, search. Right. A property, Zillow will pop up and they'll call the sign based on what they see on the computer. So, um, I, I think I think it's a tough road when it comes to those. But you know, it comes back to the reviews as well. Is that you have to get people on there to review you, and you can get you know your title people, you can get your mortgage people, you can get your lenders, you can get everybody out there to start reviewing you. It doesn't have to be sellers or buyers or anything like that. Um, and that's, that's what I think people should start doing and start to get everybody that's done business with them at some point. Even if – I think on Trulia, you don't even have to have closed anything to actually get a good review from somebody on there. And that's something that, that agents should do right away. So I have a question now about Google <laughs> and, um, <laughs> or you know, Google+. Plus. That seems to have kind of been a little bit kind of like the stepchild, but now is starting to make – uh, make its presence a bit more known. I know that between Google and LinkedIn, I'm getting probably 10 to 20 requests a day, um, and and I've done nothing with Google. So, what are your thoughts on on both Google and on LinkedIn, for that matter? Well, I, I like LinkedIn. I don't think you have to do too much to LinkedIn, and and there's a massive search function on LinkedIn too that can really really help you out. I ended up getting um, connected with with um, asset managers of banks based on LinkedIn. You know, I had a mutual connection with somebody, and I reached out, and I ended up getting REOs because of it, and that's something that people should look into as well. Um, but I, I don't really touch LinkedIn at all. I have it set up to where my tweets will post to LinkedIn, and other than that, I try not to go there just because my value, I think, is more important on Facebook. So it, it needs to be set up properly with keywords. Um, because it's more keyword sensitive, they just changed it to where you could actually have a custom background. So putting that up there and making that look nice and pretty for people is important. Um, Google Plus is very, very interesting because you know it started out hot and heavy, and then it kind of died out and it's kind of middle of the road. And you know now I'm seeing a little bit more traction as far as people getting on there and making a little bit of noise. And my Google Plus has showed up on the first page of Google. And I literally, I can't even remember the last time I posted on it. But the Google brand is so, so powerful that, um, and I, I don't know how many people know this, but Google controls 90% of the search market. And 
most people don't even understand that you know there's really only two major players besides Google. There's there's Bing and then there's Yahoo, and then there's Apple. Nobody and ever all says I'm going to go. No one ever says I'm going to go Yahoo. It. They'll say I'm going to go. Google exactly it. right. It's, every, it's become a search it's become a synonymous. replacement for the word search. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's synonymous now, and it, it's so powerful. And they control. I don't know of any other company that controls that much of a market. Um, so they are not going anywhere, and their products are just becoming more and more enhanced. And you know, YouTube is on there, and, and YouTube, I think, is probably the most underutilized tool for real estate agents on the planet. Um, but I think Google Plus is starting to become a force to be reckoned with. And you know, as things as as Facebook starts to do little missteps, I think Google is going to work on um, trying to circumvent them at some point, and you know, maybe give them a run for their money in the future. So. With all of the technology that's out there and, and social media, it gets so overwhelming. So how does an agent, like, pick one? Like, for me, I've really utilized Facebook. I've stuck with Facebook. Um, it, it's where I feel the most comfortable. But is that the best use of my time, or should I be trying to do a little bit of everything? Well, I, I think that Facebook is definitely the best use of your time. And for real estate agents, the thing is, is all your clients are on there already pretty much. Um, Twitter is actually started. I think the, the fastest growing demographic, if I remember my notes correctly, is the 50 to 65 year old range is the biggest growing yeah. demographic on Twitter right now, which I thought was amazing. On Twitter? Um, on Twitter, I know. Wow. <laughs> um, the the thing is though is that you know, like if you go, if you look for me on social media, you're gonna find. This is how I got that comedian guy. Is that he, you know, we started when I sent him a message. One of his first message he sent back to me, he said, "Yeah, I'm thinking about moving to Echo Park, Silver Lake area." He goes, "Dot dot dot." I see you're a realtor. As soon as I sent him a message, he looked at me, and looked at my internet presence, and then he was receptive to what I had to say, and he knew exactly what I was going for. But you have to set yourself up with what I what I believe is the minimum, because you are in competition with everybody else out there that's on the internet. And the minimum, in my opinion, is Facebook, is uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and you need to have YouTube out there as well. So that would encompass Google+. So that's what are people doing on YouTube? So tell me, we, we kind of skipped over YouTube. I apologize. No, no. YouTube actually has a, an amazing feature. To, like if you go to YouTube.com slash Frank. Um, you will see my YouTube channel, and it has the custom banner that goes across, which is, I think, really important. And then it has a, a video that's stuck to the front. It's the welcome video. So it's a video that you're going to see every time you go to my page, and it talks about my guaranteed sale program and so on and so forth. And then it has my channels under it as far as the videos that I've done. And you can set it up almost like a website, but it's your video channel, and it's really, really powerful. And I don't. I'm, so many agents are afraid to use video. It's it's bizarre to me. It's like you you put your face on your business card, which I don't know of any other industries that put their face on the business cards, but yet you won't put a video of yourself on YouTube. Well, from a, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, from a woman's <laughs> perspective, like I'm always. I'm super self-conscious on video. Isn't that the most ridiculous thing on the planet? I don't, I don't know why that is. I always say, oh, I want to record a video, and then I record it, and I feel like such a dork when I'm recording it. So maybe that's, maybe that's why. And I'm so critical of myself. Like I was down in Los Angeles last week and spoke at um, a real estate office down there, 
and uh, I tried to record a quick video in my car, and I did post it. On, I went ahead and posted it. I just got over it, but um, I, I was so critical of it, I almost couldn't post it because I, I don't know, my I felt like my eyes looked funny or I was talking weird or <laughs> I don't know why. I got because get you were worried that. about what other people would think, right? Yeah, I guess so. And see, that's that's my biggest thing, and and, and I'm we're gonna circle circle around back to Facebook a little bit on this one. Is that my biggest thing, and and I had to overcome this myself. So you know, and I understand this is probably the biggest thing for other people. Is you know, and and I think we even talked about this when I was up there in Sacramento. So excuse my language again, but you stop you gotta stop giving a shit what other people think. Stop okay. worrying about what everybody else thinks, what everybody else says, and you just gotta get out there and do it because your competition is not doing it at a very high level. So if you get out there and you just put it out there and you're putting out good content and you're out there pushing on social media and throwing stuff out there, you're going to stand out more than everybody else. And that's why people are contacting you on that site that you were talking about on Facebook because, you know, it's top of mind awareness. You know, it's just like the postcard. You, you, you send a, a postcard to somebody, you send a mailer to them, you keep sending them stuff and it becomes top of mind awareness. And my biggest pet peeve with people on Facebook and, and businesses in general, not just realtors, is that they're like, oh, I don't want to post too much. I, you know, I don't want to annoy people. It's like, stop, stop that. The problem is, is you're not posting enough. That's why you're not getting any business. That's why you're like, you don't get any return on investment. You're like, well, people are going to unfriend me and they're going to unlike my page. It's like, that's fine. They're not going to use you anyway. It doesn't matter. Put what you feel is relevant content out there and keep doing it. And stop worrying about what other people think and run your business because, you know, I tell people, I go, I got kids to feed. My kids are hungry. I need to put food on the table <laughs> so you're going to see my stuff and I'm going to push it out. You don't like it? Then, you know what? Don't look at it. Unfriend me. Unlike me, I don't care. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> well, and you know what? What's Like I said, I'm so critical, but uh, I would be willing to bet that 99.9% .9 of the people who watch the video wouldn't notice anything that I notice, you know, so I'm trying oh, yeah, and to I know exactly it. which video you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what I, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God, you look amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, it, I mean, it makes absolutely no rational sense. So now I feel really stupid, and I'm going to start recording more videos just because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, but you know what? I have the same issues, too. You know, I, I've, I've done videos, and I'm like, you know, I'll do a video with my phone. I'll go, oh, my God, I look like I'm bald. Like I have a receding hairline that goes back to my neck. What is that? I, and I don't post it. And, I, you know, so I have the same things, but, I mean, you know, I have done more, and I do practice what I preach, and I just, you know what, I stop caring what other people think. And people are like, oh, you spelled that wrong. I'm like, so? You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an English major. You're not hiring me to teach your kids, so I'm, I'm here to sell yeah. your house. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, what's funny is that what percentage, you know, I've been sending out my letters for, you know, 20 years that I've been in real estate, and I can say that maybe a handful of people have ever pointed out something we did wrong or spelled wrong. or And I'm like, oh, you win the prize. You found the mistake. People on Facebook are horrible with that. They're like, oh, my God, it's it's then, not then. I'm like, and? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Exactly. The, the, the spelling police. So. Well, Frank, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you and what is it that you do that you could help people with this? Because I know for me one of the things is there's just not enough hours in the day. I mean, I love Facebook, so that's where I post, but all the rest I, I haven't even bothered with. So I know that that's <laughs> well, and, and, you can do. 
And that, that's one of the things that I, I found in made my business grow is that, you know, most people, they want to do their business. They want to sell real estate. They want to, you know, they want to run the restaurant. They don't want to sit there and handle their social media. They don't want a, an extra job. And that's what ended up, you know, making my social media business thrive. And, you know, and I tell people, you know, social media is great, but at the end of the day, you've got to pick up the phone. So the best way to reach me is, is just by directly calling me. I mean, you can Facebook me. I'm very easy to find. You know, just search Frank Bernardo, uh, facebook.com slash Frank Bernardo. But you can also call me, and my number is uh, 818-263-7265. I text, I Facebook, I do all of that. Um, and, you know, and basically what I do is, is I'll sit down with a business, a small business, no matter what it is, and, you know, we'll talk about your business and where does your business come from. I mean, I would say 90% of the businesses out there do need a Facebook set up properly. They need a business page, you know, and they need to understand how to use the business page properly. But, you know what, your business may not be on Facebook. It may benefit somewhere else. So I analyze the business, and then I give you a setup to where I think is going to get you the most business. And, it's all individualized. It's all specific to that specific business. So um, I do. I help you set set up a business. Um, I put all the optimized keywords and the graphics, and I do all of that stuff at a very, very, very fair price. Um, and then I just I help you, and I'm basically give you free support for life after I set you up. So awesome. whatever you pay me. Um, you know, and I always say free free support for life, either your life or mine, whichever comes first, and then uh, you know <laughs> we work it out. Um, we also do custom blogs and custom websites and stuff like that because if you uh, like if you Google me, the number one thing that comes up is my custom website that I set up, and uh, we do that on purpose because so many people run around from different real estate companies that these companies have specific websites that if you leave, you can't take them with you, and I think that's I think that's a travesty. So yeah. you, I always tell people you need your own site to where you can move around and you're not always changing. You, you don't want that perception of always changing brands on people because that doesn't look good. Um, exactly. But having it set up properly is, and, and my consultations are 100% free, so I, I would love to help anybody out there that you know would need something. Well, and we'll be sure to post your contact information on our blog when we post uh, this podcast. And pod- podcasts are also available on iTunes, so be sure to go on to all of your social media, everybody. And if you got some great content from Frank today, I know he would be grateful, and so would I, if you would share this call on all your social media and download it on iTunes. So. Frank, it was such a pleasure talking to you today, and we have got to get together, sir. I'm going to have to come down to yes. the L.A. area again and, and hook up. And Yeah, I need we'll to come up to have some family there, so it would be fun. Yeah, or do a webinar or something. That would be a blast. Yeah. So. Thank you, know, we you could do so a, much We could do a Twitter time. webinar. <laughs> Let's do it. For sure. Okay. I really want to do it. Let's do it. We'll put that together, and then we can – because I am clueless on Twitter. I mean, I have we'll, followers, but I don't know what the heck to do with them. So <laughs> We'll hook it up. We'll do it. That would be awesome. Well, thank you again for participating today on the Real Estate Real World. We're happy to have you. Thank you you for having me. We'll put all your contact information out there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make it a great day.